trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
Ah, oh, well, it's, it's certainly been a long time since I've since I've been here, heard this music, done everything, whatever. The resort is finally back. But yes, welcome to the Topical Resort. This is the second show of 2018, because we did end up missing last week, but I should probably tell you what you just heard. So from a night's remix, Another Dreams, that was Under Construction, the Wow Wow 70s mix. And for that from Night's Lucid Dreaming, that was Dreams Dreams, a disco night mix. And that was a remix by... If the software will tell me, that was a remix by Akimaju Belmont and Level 99. Whoa. Excellent stuff. So, welcome to the show. Speaking of welcome to the show, welcome all these people to the show. Welcome Snowy Text, welcome Twinny, welcome Jamie6436, welcome BrickGamer98, welcome Kefki, welcome Jstar Max, welcome myself, welcome anyone else who's currently listening in. We had Rapid Run earlier, we had Supersonic Swag, but if you're listening, hello to you if you're lurking on the podcast, hello to you if you're lurking in the chat, hello to you. Uh, but if you if you don't like Discord, by the way, radioc.gf/discord. But you prefer you prefer not using it. That's fine too, because we do have a Twitter feed. We have at Radio Sega, at Top Resort, or at the Green Viper Eight. Or alternatively, you can use hashtag Top Resort. All those places, I will be able to see you on Twitter. Now, I haven't really explained too much about this episode, and there's a reason for that. It's because uh, I've been very busy these past two weeks. Last week, the reason I had to cancel wasn't because of the Shadow stream like everyone said it would be. No, it was actually something else that I don't really want to go into too much detail on, to be honest. But it just meant I couldn't do anything last week, and I was so sort of burnt out all week and didn't want to do it. And then this week, it was it was taking the turn for the worst, because I was sort of a bit the same this week. And, um, yeah, then I just I went to a family member's house today and I had a ton of time to sit down and write it. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it right now. Right now we have time to write Topper Resort. And I I really wanted to do S-Mania's episode because I'm so excited for this one, actually. Not not going to lie. Uh, you sort of sparked a bit of an interest in my head, so uh, thank you, S-Mania. But it's a retrospective episode today. That's what we're going to be doing. A retrospective on all the composers of Nights into Dreams, what they did before during and after the game and maybe hopefully a bit of the development of the game as well uh he's hoping i've got a lot of stuff i've still got to do during the music breaks because this took an incredibly long time to write and i'm still doing it so do excuse me but i've got a lot of stuff to say on all these segments but how it's going to go is each segment is dedicated to a single composer and each music break with that that each music break that pays that talk bed will then uh, have that composer's music, some before, after, during, etc. Whatever we can sort of squeeze in. So, for example, this talk where we're going to be talking about Naofumi Hataya, and then we're going to be playing some music from him straight afterwards. Did you get the point now? Good. Because <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, are you a bit done for? But, yes. So, that's how this is going to work. And then the fourth and final block, we'll be doing a bit about the development of the game, and that will be when your requests are played. Should say, no trivia coast tonight, no test topicality, we are going to be doing a call-in instead, and uh, we, we're just going to be discussing some news, because quite a lot of stuff has happened. I don't feel like we, there's really a lot we could talk about during a call-in about this topic, but I thought like we should have something there, so why don't we discuss a bit of news, because I've missed talking about the news of you guys. No no, no politics, <laughs> just, just gaming news, please. But one thing I am going to say is, please tell me about audio levels, about how my mic sounds, etc. Because uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, but uh, then again, if you did, you probably wouldn't know either. Uh, Voice Meter recently, which is what I use for my audio mixing, 
They recently made a new program, because it used to be Voice Meter Banana, and Banana was very cool. But now it's called Voice Meter Potato, and it has even more, like, gubbins, stupid switches, like, you just flick them, or what do they do? Who knows, but apparently it's meant to be a lot better for, sort of, um, I guess, like, audio balancing, audio mixing, etc. So, like, please let me know how it, sort of, is, I guess, because... I don't really have any way of knowing on my own, so I'm gonna sort of need you guys to help me out. So let me know, also let me know on the podcast, because I am still looking into it. I, uh, this is not the last I'm gonna work on it, I'm gonna probably try and spend like most of next week trying to find some good settings, some good plugins, etc. Like, um, was it Scratch Cartridge? I, it's Scratch something. I apologise if you're currently listening in. Um, let me check, because you were on the Twitter feed recently. Uh, sorry about that, double check. Uh, gripping radio, I know. So, of course, all my mentions are flooded with OC Remix because they always like to tag us in everything. So, I have to uh, scroll through all of the OC Remix mentions to find the one that I actually want. Right, we'll look them up instead. No, that's not right either. Uh, I give up, yep. Yeah. So, uh, person on Twitter. <laughs> Person on Twitter said that I need to sort of work on the audio levels, and I agree, but I haven't had time. I haven't been sitting at my computer much lately. There's so many little, like, switches. It takes up all of my first monitor now, so I've got a lot of stuff that I can play with if I want to uh, in the background. But let's see what you guys have been saying in the chat room before I move on with this segment yet to come. So, what a surprise. Brick Game is playing with his chow. That makes a nice change. I think he's... I, I don't know what what's up with your Chow HUD. Are you using mods or something? Because I don't remember the Chow HUD ever really looking like that. But there we go. It's like all multicolored and stuff. Actually, yeah, no, I think he is using mods because the B button looks different in the corner. So. <clears throat> yeah, am I um am I down? No, okay, that's just twenty. That's just twenty. Good. So Jamie says we have the IRC. Yeah, we do have the IRC. Technically, that is actually still open. You can use it. Uh, I don't know if the guys over there are talking at the moment. Probably not. Spoilers, but they, they, they all they all lurk in there. They just don't say anything. <laughs> so I mean, maybe, maybe. You need, you need more time so we can send you a request. This is actually another thing I want to get into. So there is going to be a blog post, not be not a blog post. There is going to be an article about this. But uh, the long and sort of short of it is. We are really going to start trying to phase out non-Sega stuff on the stream. Uh, the article is going to go a bit more into detail, but I, w- I want to say, you probably have already heard it by now, but s- start fighting Article 13, please, guys. If Do the uh, government survey, do the... For, for your local country, just call up someone, etc. Just please go make a, go make a difference, but... Yeah, at the moment, don't really, really want to be playing too much non-Sega stuff, if I'm honest. That That's one reason, and yeah, another reason that I did give is because I didn't have time to download it. My sort of rule in my head was, this was going to be the final week of sort of non-Sega stuff, then we'd be edging away from it, but um, it hasn't helped that I don't really have time to download stuff anyway, because you guys are like, I want this song which isn't on your playlist, and it take ages to download. Yay, big big thumbs up it was relating to the topic Jamie it was yes but that doesn't mean I have clearance to play it just because it relates to the topic I'd rather not lose my kneecaps please that that that'd be fun I, I like having kneecaps anyway so I think we should finally get on with uh, Naofumi Hataya and 
Uh, let's just start with saying that he was born on the 13th of November, 1966. Despite being in a band and generally being interested in music, he didn't want a career in music for some reason. He joined Sega in 1990 to improve his skills in the field. And well, we can all guess where the story goes from here. As was, with, as was the case with many musicians around the 80s and 90s, he was forced to use an alias in his work. Some, su some such as Nao and Hatta are sensible, while Dr. Rachel was far from it. Despite not being a member of the company as of yet, his first credit from Sega came from when he was still at university, and was for the Sound Effects and Strategic Defense Initiative in 1987. His first credit inside the company came from Super Monaco GP, for which he once again made the sound effects. Uh, his first role as a composer was, as far as I can tell, from Nikan Sports Pro Yaku Van in 1991. His first high-profile game was Sonic 2 for the Master System, then Sonic CD hit the year after. The Japanese soundtrack, which he composed for, is still considered to be one of the best Sega soundtracks of all time. And after this, let's just say, the, the hits kept rolling in. He composed for Virtua Racing Deluxe on the 32X and the home releases of Sega Rally, and then his big break into the mainstream would come with Nights Into Dreams. He composed many memorable tracks such as The Dragon Gave a Loud Screen, Take the Snow Train, and perhaps most famously, Knights and Riala. Naofumi still works for Sega and Sonic Team to this day. After Nights, Burning Rangers would be his next work, making music for both the Japanese and international versions. Something that can't be said about Sonic CD. He also composed for Samba de Amigo version 2000, Sonic Heroes, Feel the Magic, and eventually he'd work on Knight's Journey of Dreams. His other notable credits after Knight's include Space Channel 5, Let's Tap, and Fighting Climax. Oh, and he also made a personal favourite track of mine, and you're hearing it right now. I'm surprised no one, no one brought this up yet. Like, we've been, for almost 30 episodes, we've been using a different talkbed. This was Season 1's talkbed. No one brought this up. So yeah, that, that's sort of why we're using this, because because I can. Alright, you, you get me? That's, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, so that's that's that. Anyway, uh, we should probably get into some Naofumi music. So let me find some stuff, because I just remembered that I left out the one track which I meant to put in, because it, uh, yeah, I couldn't find it earlier. Here we go. Uh, which one do I want, though? Do I want the remix or do I want the original? Yes, we'll go with the original. No, actually, no, we'll go with the remix, because I'm feeling in that sort of general uh, mood today, going in the remix mood, because we've heard a lot of these tracks before, but at the same time, I still sort of want to play the originals, but in this case, it happens to be composed by him as well, so it sort of works out. So how this is going to work is how I want to do it is every track, there are four tracks in each block. One track is from Knights. One track is from a game before Nights, one track was from a game around the time of Nights, and one track is from a game recently. So, let's get things off of a track from Nights into Dreams, from Naofumi Hataya. This is his take on Nights and Riala, theme of a strategic revenge, right here on the Topical Resort.
same show, same host, different topic. This is the Topical Resort.
And we are back, and my hotkeys are apparently still not working, so we're going to have to fix that again during the next next music break. But what you just heard there was a track from Sonic Lost World, one of my absolute favourite soundtracks, and that was Sugar Lane. I had no clue that was made by Naofumi Hitaya, but now I know, because the majority of that soundtrack is composed by the legendary... Um, why is his name suddenly escaped me? No. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, Tomoya Otani. I don't know why I forgot that. Otani... Classic, but uh, before that, from Burning Rangers, featuring the amazing Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, that was Burning Hearts, Burning Angel, the Japanese theme to Burning Rangers, because of course, uh, it's the same song in English, just with English lyrics, but who cares, because Mitsuyoshi is Mitsuyoshi's awesome. Before that, from Sonic the Hedgehog CD, that was the Japanese version of Stardust Speedway, because, well, you all know it by now, the Japanese and American versions of the game have different soundtracks, Japan was better, we're not getting into this argument again, although... Uh, electrics around, but no, I really do like the American soundtrack, but in this case, we're looking at Naofumi Hitaya and not Spencer Nilsson, so Naofumi wins this round once again. And I was thinking, I've played, I've played like all other versions of Stardust Speedway, I've played obviously the, um, the other three versions in Sonic CD, I've played the versions in Mania, I've played the, I've played the US versions multiple times, but I don't think I've ever actually just played the uh, Stardust Speedway present from the Japanese version, so hey, I've done that now. Uh, that, that's that's a thing to tick off the bucket list. I don't know what sort of bucket list it is, but I've ticked it off it, so that's important. Then kicking off the block was a track from Nights into Dreams. That was Nights and Riala, theme of a strategic revenge. I think it might have meant to be tragic, but uh, I, don't, I don't really know. Is strategic a word? Is it like the lightning lightning force 2.0? Yes, yeah, it really is, but, um, yeah, who knows. Anyway, I want you guys to guess what uh, what composer we're going to be looking at out of the two that are still available based on the talk we have right now, which, if you can't see the master data in the stream, is Dreams Dreams in Silent Memory from the original Nights. They probably know better from uh, Christmas Nights, because I think the soundtrack credits it to the original Nights, but I don't remember anywhere it plays in the original Nights off the top of my head. I don't remember playing in the Saturn version, in the PS2 version, anywhere really. I don't, recall, I don't recall it playing in any of them, I only recall it playing in Christmas Nights, the Saturn release. It wasn't even in the HD versions, but maybe I'm wrong. It's probably in like the sound test or something, but... Meh? That makes no sense to me, I don't know about you. But uh, we're going to give it a few more seconds, but the chat's relatively quiet right now. I, um, I think Very Text killed it, there was a lot of people there, but... um. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, tonight I haven't been able to sit around and chat with you guys, because I've, I've been so busy, <laughs> I've been so busy, um, well, working on trying to write this, because seriously, there's, there's so much stuff here. Anyway, uh, let's get on, I'm going to say it is Tomoko Sasaki. So, one of the free composers for the game, and uh, I'm going to start it off by saying her birthday is completely unknown, so, not a good start so far. But she was brought, first brought into Sega around 1992, with the first credit being on World of Illusion, composing the game. Her only other major role before Knights would be Virtual Racing Deluxe, but especially Ristar. But Knights was the one where her work hit the mainstream, once again. Her most well-known role in the Knights team would be that she completely wrote Dreams Dreams, lyrics and composition, the, which is the video game music equivalent of Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Other notable tracks would in why did I put Dreams Dreams twice? I don't know why. Other notable tracks included Grow it, Growing Wings and Paternal Horn. 
Her work after Knights of Sega would be very scarce, as she would do she would often do a track or two for a game, or just random sound effects. This lasted up until Romania and continued up until she was brought back for Knight's Journey of Dreams. It's worth noting that she left Sega in the mid-2000s to pursue her own work, but she still continued to do the odd work for Sega in the meantime. Her most notable work since leaving Sega would have to be Super Smash Bros. Brawl, where she had a heavy hand in composing both versions of Ashley's theme. You know, that, that magic girl next door, her name, her name's Ashley. Uh, yeah, uh, who could forget such cla- actually, actually, no, I do quite like Ashley's theme. I, uh, meh, meh. Anyway, so yeah, that, that's Tomoko Sasaki. Really not much is known about her, and she hasn't composed too much for Sega either. She doesn't have, like, pages and pages of stuff, like, um, like Naofumi does, and, and Fumi Kumitani does. She's relatively quiet as uh, composers for Sega goes. M- made two really big games, then just sort of did nothing, then helped with another big game, then just sort of left. Didn't really come back. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I really have to say to that. Why have you been pinging me? I don't like it when you ping me. Ah, yeah, what a surprise. Here we go. Journey of Dreams is better than Interdreams. Shut up, Jamie. No, no one cares. Uh, Brick Gamer says, according to Amazon, Sega is the artist. I really hate how Sega does that um, on their albums because I was because if you don't know, I, I've subscribed to Spotify now. I, I prefer listening to all my music through there rather than downloading it. That's just me now. That's how I that's how I live nowadays. But yeah, with um, Spotify, they don't actually put the proper artist on there. They just put like either Sega or Sega Sound Team, or most annoying of all, Jet Set Radio Future. This really irritates me because they um, credit every track to Hideki Naganuma, which like everyone's like, yeah, but Hideki Naganuma, he has the best songs on Jet Set Radio, and everyone knows it as being his soundtrack. Yeah, but he didn't compose everything on it, which is why that really irritates me, because... You've credited this entire album to Hideki Naganuma when there's songs which aren't even made by him. There's some by, like, uh, Richard Jakes, some by, um, who's the guy who did Electric Toothbrush? I don't remember, but there's a lot of tracks that he didn't make that are technically credited to him on the official soundtrack releases. So, just putting the artist as Sega is very annoying. Putting it as the wrong artist is even more annoying. Why? Ugh. It doesn't make any sense to me, Sega. Come on. This is often why I just buy my. Or if I if I buy MP3s, buy them off Amazon, retag them because they're so nonsensically just um, d- labelled. Yeah, Brit brings up another good point. They do Sega slash artist name, which I really dislike as well. Just put yourself in the composer field, and then put the artist as the actual artist for the track. I didn't think it was difficult, because I can do it in like two minutes, but apparently they do think it's difficult. Ah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, really. Shall we get on with some more music? That seems like a good idea to me. I can't tell how long I've been talking, because this bed loops funny. Yeah, Electric says at least they're not Konami, where everything is credited. The, the Konami... Oh, no. Oh, no. Kukaiha. Kuhaika, no, Kukaiha Club. What does that even mean? That's the first question, but yeah, that's some bad tagging. Seriously, video game music composers. 
Tag, tag you flipping music right, please. Nothing makes me happier than when the artist is actually listed as the artist. And yeah, Brit, you're very right. It makes it difficult to listen to a single artist. I, this happens so much because I want to listen to Mitsuyoshi, but no, everything. Even his own albums credit him as Sega Sound Team. What? The, the album that he made credits him as Sega Sound Team. What? That's mind-boggling. Oh, whatever. Let's get on some more music. Let's get in some more stuff from Nights. But this is going to be one from Journey of Dreams, because we've heard a lot of Dreams Dreams tonight already. And spoilers, I think there might still be more to come. So instead, we're going to have to... Uh, we're going to have to go with something from Journey of Dreams. Boo! But it's a remix of something from Into Dreams. From Night's Journey of Dreams, this is Growing Ring, Rings, gro Growing Wings, right here on the Topical Resort.
Kicking off your Radio Sega live weekend, this is the Topical Resort with Green Viper 8.
Merci beaucoup, mesdames et messieurs. Nous avons le plaisir de vous présenter After the Adventure, or Après Aventure. Been an awful long time since I've heard this one as well. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. You can obviously tell who we're talking about because, well, there's only one composer left, but if you don't know who we're talking about, well, this is a pretty good hint. This is Theme of Sega Carnival from Sonic Riders, and this is composed by none other than Fumi Kumatani. So, for that, we need to tell you what we played, and that was the, uh, oh no, Tomoku Sasaki. Block or Tomoku? Tomoko Sasaki block. Why did I say Tomoku? I was reading it. Whatever. That was from Radio DC. That's after the adventure. Come on, you guys recognize that track by now. I haven't actually seen the chat, so I don't know how many of you have been saying, I recognize this chat. Turn down the music. Uh, no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> but specifically, uh, she is credited on that version of the track rather than any of the re releases. So. Not the not the longer no voices version that appeared on Jinsenoi the Works. Not the uh, the cut down version which appeared on the Sonic 25th Cafe album. Specifically, the original version with the voices intact is the one she is credited on. So that was after the adventure. Before that, from Space Channel 5 Part Two, that was "This Is My Happiness" with featuring obviously Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Well, what a guy! And uh, she didn't really have too much of a role in that one, but she just wrote the lyrics. But I included it because I didn't really have any other tracks to use. Oh, let's just play sound effect number two from the Rub Rabbits, because I'm running out of ideas. So that was the closest I had. Then before that, a track which I expected to hear much more this winter season. I really haven't. From Ristar the Shooting Star. Sh- yes. From Ristar the Shooting Star, or as it is known just in everywhere else. Ristar, that was Ice Cream, round 5-2 from Planet Freyon. Planet Freyon, take note of that Danny. Their kick of the block was from Night's Journey of Dreams, that was Growing Wings. And specifically, uh, Journey of Dreams, it should be mentioned that Tomoku Sasaki was the one who also rearranged the track in Journey of Dreams as well, so she made both versions. Anyway, it's time for some Fumi Kumatani, and we can start this, we can start this, um block off as a positive, because I can say I actually do know when she was born. She was born on the 13th of September, 1972. From a young age, she took a taste in music. Um, this was from Sega Retro. <laughs> so, at three years old, she was quoted as saying, no more candy, give me piano. I, th- I don't think any of us have ever been there, not gonna lie, I, I don't think I was like that. Uh, n- never at any point have I um, taken candy over piano, even now. No sweets, just, just give me piano. Her first work at Sega was actually Nights, with her pulling double duty and composing both the music and some sound effects of the game. Interestingly, The Amazing Water was composed at her first gig, Amazing Water being the first theme of Elliot's. And this was when she was 23, one year before Nights into Dreams would release to the public. Her first work at Sonic Team would continue our... Oh, what? Eh? Her work at Sonic Team would continue after this, composing for Burning Rangers like the rest of the team, and would later be a key player in the Sonic Adventure sound team. Fancy Star would also turn out to be a series that housed a lot of her work. She wrote music for all three episodes of or all four episodes of Online, sorry, and Universe. She, en- she ended her time at Sega in 2008, choosing to become a freelance composer like many others at the time. Her last credit of the company, as of now, is Sonic Colors, where she mostly wrote the cutscene music. 
but also the main theme. Have I looped the talk bed? Yes, I have. Good. Otherwise, uh, some night's music will start playing. We don't really want that. Uh, you guys have been saying some weird stuff down in the chat, so let me let me see what you've been saying. Um, um, yeah, Electric is right. Sasaki is only credited because it samples Dreams Dreams from Nights. You're correct, but she still sampled, or not sampled, she's still credited on quite a bit of that album, if I remember. Or oh, maybe that's just Sega Retro being Sega Retro, I don't know. Because she has quite a few different credits here. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, um. Four credits. No, actually, no, that's just three credits. But I see what you mean, yeah, that, that would make more sense. I've never actually really heard the Dream Streams part in that track, though, but maybe I'm just not paying close enough attention because I'm, you know, talking over it. That, that'd be a good reason for that. Um. 20, you know the rules. You don't ping the almighty KC, even though he's not almighty, because I won, I won, I win. Uh, now, now bow to me, I guess. I don't, I don't really know how this works. Uh, just, just keep listening to the show. Don't tune out. That's, that's the best thing you can do. Don't do any of the other stuff. Uh, don't bring presents. Just, just don't tune out. Uh, and yep, what a shock. We've started up the Ristar debate. Is it is it Ristar? Is it Ristar? Is it Ristar? I say Ristar. Some people are like, it's because he uses his wrists, therefore it should be Ristar. No, I just call it Ristar. Ristar is not like it's based on the way I pronounce things. Ristar doesn't make any sense. I'm going by my rules of pronunciation. It should make sense. Dun. And also Jamie. Jamie, shut up about Dreams Dreams, okay? No more kids version. I also just blew your ears out. I don't care. No more kids version. Oof. Anyway, we've just been joined by Shaddix and we've got um We've got Electric Boogaloo as well. But yeah, because she did an arrangement on that album, but it specifically credits her as doing off the adventure electric, so. And yeah, Request Resort is still happening. It's happening in like a block's time, so get ready for that one. Anyway, it's it's night's time, baby. So, um, what order am I going to play these in, I guess? Um, I reckon this order will do. Okay. So this is mostly a very Sonic-y block, because she did do a lot of Sonic stuff. And um, yeah, what can I say? There's a lot of good tracks here, so turn it up, get down, etc. You know all these ones. These are some of my favourites. I had to go for some of them. But we brought up specifically this one track, The Amazing Waters. Why don't we play it? From Nights into Dreams, this is Amazing Water, right here on the Top of the Resort.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Welcome back to the Top Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard was a track from Sonic Colors for the Wii. That was the theme of Sonic Colors, the title version. Because uh, I think a lot of people assume that when you hear theme of Sonic Colors, you think, oh, oh, reach for the stars, right? Cash, cash, love, cash, cash. No, but um, it's not. It's it's totally not. It's the theme of Sonic Colors officially is that song, and then Cash Cash just sort of did the main theme. So. That's technically that. That was the Fumikumitani block, but I went with the title screen version because even though that's like two and a half minutes, there's a five minute long version of the soundtrack. But that's a very good song, but honestly, it's one of those instances where you sort of get everything out of just listening to the. You sort of get everything just from listening to the two minute version. You don't really need to listen to the five minute version. It's one of the cases where I think a shorter version actually works better. I'm not sort of craving a long extended version of that track there. For that from Sonic and the Secret Rings, that was some Rumblebee and some Fumikumitani as well. And that was The Wicked Wild. Yo! <laughs> Yo, it's Rewind time. No, it's not. It's Jungle Time. Before that, from Sonic Adventure, that was Crazy Robo, the theme of when you kill Gamma's brother. Isn't that nice and uplifting? Still. I love the uh, the marimba, the marimba solo, because how many tracks can say that? They have a marimba solo. For that from the original Nights of the Dreams, that was The Amazing Water. And now, over here, and we're going to be discussing a bit of the development history of Nights of the Dreams, because it's very interesting, actually. So, we're going to start off by saying, Did you know Nights was originally conceptualised around the time of Sonic 2's development? Yeah, this is not Digino Gaming. Uh, I, I don't like Digino Gaming. Spoilers. That development wasn't possible in the Mega Drive hardware, and so the team began work on the project once Sonic and Knuckles had finished development in 1994. Development began around 1995 in April and la- April 1995 and lasted six months. Just like the game had a trio of composers and, ironically, a trio of sound effects composers, the game was spearheaded by three main developers: Yuji Naka. Naoto Oshima, uh, this is really distracting, <laughs> and Takashi Izuka. Each one was desperate to work on new concepts after the three Sonic titles they made. Little did they know that he would consume their lives. Development actually took a little longer than expected due to the devs being unfamiliar with the hardware. Also something about them squabbling over whether the game should use pixels or polygons. Nothing major. The game was developed on silicon graphics machines and HP machines which ran Sega Emulate. This is so distracting. <laughs> Which ran Saturn emulators. The game actually borrows concepts from studies relating to dreams, and all the levels and scenarios in the game tie into each other, and tie into each character's small and large conflicts. Almost as iconic as Knights is the 3D pad, which came bundled with the game. During development, the team jokingly referred to the pad as the Spielberg controller, up until the official name was finalised. There we go, that was the development history of Nights into Dreams. I'm not going into the sort of the release like we normally do in Hasty History, but eh, that's close enough. That'll do. 
So yeah, there we go. Um, with that in mind, all I really le- have left to say is that we still got some requests. So, if you'd like to request anything from either of those three or anything from Knight, be my guest. But I just want to say as well, um, I said earlier in the show, but no one else has really listened except Jamie. Uh, if possible, please send me non or please send me tracks that are Sega. Don't send me your non-Sega requests because yeah, um, having issues downloading them and Article 13 exists, so I'd rather not play stuff which we're not. Uh, you are correct. Yes, we don't have. We technically don't have the license to play Sega stuff. You're correct. But the difference is we have a nice bond with them. We don't have a nice bond with Nintendo or Konami or anyone, so let's let's shy away from doing that for now. For now. Um, hmm. Eh? Okay, so the Sonic the Sonic Tumblr. Yeah, that exists. I didn't know that existed either. Why does Sonic have a Tumblr? Um, I don't really want to see what's on his Tumblr to be honest, knowing that website, but um. So, there's a new Frozen Junkyard concept art released on their Tumblr, which says, Please do not drive into the lasers. What's important is that the hashtags are Hashtag Team Sonic Racing, Hashtag Sonic, Hashtag Sonic the Hedgehog, Hashtag Explosions, Hashtag Big Lasers, Hashtag Snow and Ice and stuff. And uh, then it slowly progresses into Hashtags, Hashtags, Hashtags. Hashtag, okay, that's probably enough to hide this from showing up. Hashtag now for a secret message. Hashtag... We have a new music track arriving next Thursday, and it's not from TSR, and it's an extended remix of a track you've heard before, but this is a brand new mix, and has a couple of names involved we think you'll like. And that's all for this secret hashtag message. Have a good Friday, everyone. Up, over, and gone. There's some names attached to it that we like. Come on. Come on, Mitsuyoshi. Come on. We know you can do it. We know you can make a track for a Sonic game. You can do it. <sighs> it's his dream and he's, he's, he still hasn't done it. And he's been working at that company for almost 30 years now. One day, one day. Anyway, yeah, Legend, you did send a request. But was it Sega? I can't remember. Uh, Electric, where you at, bro? Ah, you did send one. Right, so in that case, we've got another Radio DC track. I actually didn't know that was you. Uh, switch again. Here we go, we're just waiting for it, we're waiting for the Nightopians. They're coming in any second. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll get a, we'll get that one on. Anyway, in the meantime, if you want to send us a request, you know where to do it. You just heard the woman say it, but... RadioAC.j4 slash Discord. I'm GreenVibrate, hashtag 6383. Private message me your request. Otherwise, Twitter, at RadioSega, at TopGrizzle, at the GreenVibrate. All those different places you can get in your requests. And while you do that, we're going to get into some that you've already sent in. So, let's begin with one from Mr. Jamie Sucks 4326 And why he wanted nothing other than Doodie Doodah. From Radio DC, a remix of Ristar. So enjoy, and when we come back, it's gonna be time for the Discord call in. Enjoy.
Request results.
That's cute. Doody Duda, the sound of fun and togetherness in reggae motion. Radio DC continues.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section, subscribe to us on iTunes, or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Cool-In Welcome back to Radio Sega, this is the Topical Resort and this is the Discord Call-In. Boy, you just heard there were your requests from the composers of Nights into Dreams. Ed Nothy Block was from Journey of Dreams. That was Cruising Together, requested by J-Star Max. For that from Radio DC, that was Switch Again, a remix of a track from Panic. A Sega CD game that I know nothing about, but Electric told me a lot about it, but... All I knew before that was that it had a cameo of the Mega CD BIOS screen, of all things, for some reason. That 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 was that was a thing that existed. But yeah, uh, that's Switch again from Radio DC. For that, from sort of the Hedgehog CD, DC CD. See, see what they did there? They didn't do anything. That was Cosmic Eternity. Believe in yourself. The credits theme for the Japanese version of the game, and that was requested by Brit Gamer, who absolutely loves that track. Judging by how many times he's requested it. And before that, from Sonic Heroes, that was Special Stage Emerald Challenge, requested by Twinny. And also requested by Twinny from Journey of Dreams, that was Electrical Entertainment. Radio DC and Doodie Doodah, kicking off the block, and that was requested by Jamie. And that's one of my personal favourites from that album, along with along, uh, After the Adventure, so I was very happy to play that one for you guys. Anyway, it's time for the Discord call-in, and you, you know what to do by now. Radio SE.GA forward slash Discord. Grab a microphone, join the chill out, and from there you have a chance of being on the show. And we've already mentioned, we're going to be discussing... What are we going to be discussing? None other than video game news today. Wow, or you could talk about nights if you wanted to, I guess. We're not talking about how Journey of Dreams is better. We're getting this out of the way now. Spoilers, I guess. It's it's not happening. Don't, Don't try that line. Whatever. Let's let's just do the inevitable. If I if I can actually unmute, Discord's a bit slow today because they've updated it again with more nonsense. Yay! That's just what this needed. Woot! Nonsense. I love nonsense. Do you love nonsense, Jamie? I love nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be careful how you say. Anyway, Jamie, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, you? Yeah, I, I, I'm doing pretty good, aside from the inevitable discussion of Journey of Dreams. So, you don't have any video game news, but I don't. Sure thing, go ahead. Let me also turn down my Discord sensitivity. So, go ahead. You heard about the recent data manning on the, uh, the, the, uh... That, oh yeah, that, that game, the classic. Uh, that they found the Super Nintendo games on internet. Yeah, oh, I remember this. Also, I think your whole internet is giving you a massive delay again. But I remember. Yes, it that. is. My PC almost g- gave up. My internet's almost giving up. You've almost given up. See, look, it, it goes, it goes around, doesn't it? School you. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the, I don't actually have the list on hand, but I do remember seeing it. There was a uh, a good number of good games on there actually compared to the lineup for the NES it was stuff like Mario World which 
It's the only SNES game I like, so that's all you need to put on what there. What was it? Two games I remember. What was it? Uh, Super Mario World, which is in English, and was it when I saw was it Super Mario Kart? That's in uh, Spanish. Of course, that classic Spanish hit, Super Mario Kart. <laughs> Who could forget that Spanish plumber? I think it had Star Fox and uh, Star Fox Two on the list. Yeah, actually, Star Fox so, 2 surprised me that that was on the list, that they were considering doing Star Fox 2. Considering, you know, like, that uh, was meant to be exclusive to the SNES Classic, and then you could technically sort of get it for free. Yeah, by hacking the device, which I would do. Well, no, I meant as in, you could get it for free, as in, if you got a Switch Online subscription, if they ever came out with this. that. That's sort of the whole selling point. Buy the £70 console so you can get Star Fox 2 and then I'm just going, yeah, I'll just give it to them with a Switch subscription. I guess, why not? I just found, I just found it funny when the SNES Classic came out, people saying, but I could have play, been playing this for years, but the, the funny thing is, they wasn't playing the complete version. No, um, I, I, I don't think it was too far from completion anyway, so it wasn't like that was a major concern. No, I think Nintendo I think Nintendo said there was a lot of stuff still missing. I guess that's in their sort of definitions though, because I don't know how Argonaut felt about it, because I don't think Argonaut were brought back, I think it was just Nintendo when like, yeah, we'll finish this. Feel like it. Was it, was it the, the, the Argonaut may not return after that, but I think developers on the series kept returning. Hmm. Interesting. Like, uh, I, think, I think, was it... Uh, people who went to Argonaut, the US, went on Star Fox 64. Yeah. Uh, Star Fox, I think the US went on, not Argonaut themselves, but people went there. Um, Star Fox Command. So. Why is the first question. Nice. No, the question, questioning is, at least it's still got people from the original team still working on it. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't resemble a Star Fox game, so that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. At least it's not at least it's not Star Fox Adventure. Hmm. Oof. Um yeah, I, I think I'd even take that over command to be honest. The one ending where they become F Zero pilots doesn't automatically make the game better. <laughs> well why are we talking about the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? Why not? Why is Jamie on such a delay? Why not? <laughs> That's just the way life is. Yeah, you just got you just got uh, to deal with this weird delay that I can't do anything about. You can. Another thing is, you can still say it's technically game related. Have you ever heard of the classic game? Was it Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, I've heard of it. I just don't know anything about it. What what's uh, this relating to? Well, uh, Netflix have uh, got the license to make a TV show on the character. Well, I mean that's better than was it what I was expecting here, which was um because recently they did like Minecraft Story Mode on Netflix, so they put a game on Netflix. So I was I was sort of a bit shocked when I heard the word Netflix. I was thinking they were um going to do that, which yeah. I didn't know Minecraft was on Netflix. Well, it's, it's story mode, and who, who likes Telltale in 2018, 2019, 20, whenever they went bankrupt? 
2018. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> but, uh, other news, Jamie, how have you been enjoying New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, that great video game? I haven't got it. Yeah, I know, but how have you been enjoying it? Because it's the most anticipated game of the century, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any opinions uh, on it aside from laughing? Uh, could they drop the price of it? No, because um, I regret to inform you that I'm one of the poor, poor souls who purchased it uh, or digitally as well. So I don't even get a physical in-hand copy, and it's it's okay. It's better than I I like it better than I liked it the first time, but I'm still not a fan. Uh, too much compared. I, I don't like it as much as the um, New Super Mario Bros. and New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Two sucked, and I think Wii U's okay. That's the stance. That's the T, gamers. Another news is I picked up a Mario game myself. And what game have you picked out? Mario, Luigi, what was it? Dream Team Bros. Actually, yeah, I have that. That was like the first game I got for 3DS, and I, I've never played it. Uh, I, I didn't hear it was a very good. I didn't hear it was a very good Mario and Luigi game. It looked interesting. It apparently just didn't play very well. Apparently, it's what is it? Two tutorial base. Yeah, that's exactly the thing I heard. Aside from that, I think people relatively liked it. I don't think I even got double gold points, no, uh, Brick, because I didn't pre-order it. I got it off, uh, what was the... It was like just some website where they gave me the code, because it was uh, about £10 cheaper. So I didn't even get the double digital points, but I mean, whatever. Was it? Dream Team Blurs cost me £9.66. Yeah, that seems about right, because uh, it went on to Nintendo Selects, which makes it £15. And then it just got discounted, um, you know, absolute heckin' back. Because um, I tried to sell my copy because I'm not too interested, and yeah, it fetches nothing, so it's completely worthless trying to sell it now, sadly. You know, make a bit of money well, back got... towards another game. Well, I got it because I've, for some time I've been wanting to play the uh, Mario and Luigi series anyway, so... And why did you start there instead of the remake which they made recently? Because I've got it, I've got it by, uh, I've got it by other means, so I'll just play it like that. Oh, you, you, you sly, you sly, um, is, is Isabella a dog? I don't know, whatever, you sly dog, Jamie. As well as the second and third, as well as the second and third games, uh. Disappointed, and then you can play Paper Jam, which is awfully broken. So enjoy that one as well. <laughs> no. Paper Jam, Paper Jam is brilliant though, because it's it's a it's a ridiculously long game casually, and then the speed run is about half an hour because every stage you just go like, "Yep, just uh, just skipped an hour." As you do. <laughs> what a brilliant speed run. Just I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Like the game is competent when you play it, but as soon as you start poking it, even if it's just like lightly poking a bush, that's it. The entire game just it's imagine it like a cardboard cutout. Just everything, all of the cardboard cutouts just fall over. That's sort of what this game's like. You, you poke the wrong cutout, people. <laughs> 
I was tempted to pick up Kirby though, but I, I thought for that fight some Mario Luigi, despite its issues, it's no. What can you do? Why did you not pick up Kirby? <laughs> you, you monster! Because Kirby was still because Kirby was still fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, but Kirby Triple Deluxe is like the best Kirby game, and Mario Luigi Dream Team is the worst Mario and Luigi game. What what? What's wrong with you, boy? You're talking. Remember, you're talking to the person who says Sonic Earth Six is the good, is a good game. Yeah, but but Triple Deluxe is genuinely like one of my favourite games. So please, please play it. And I think still with Kirby, I'll stick with uh, Superstar. Mm, yeah, you can, but you'll be wrong. Adve- I, 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 like I like Superstar. I like Superstar Ultra, but yeah, uh, Triple Deluxe is better. I'm sorry, sorry, Jamie. Um, you know. Sometimes it did be like that. Or oh, maybe I should pick up Kirby's uh, Epic Yarn on the 3DS. Mm, or maybe you should pick up Yoshi's tax dodging um, tongue game, I guess. Huh? Yoshi's tax avoiding tongue extending crafted flipping world for Switch. You, you still I've never had that. It be referred to that. <laughs> No, um, because it's called like Yoshi's Crafted World, but the in-joke for a long time was they wouldn't reveal the title for the game. And at one point it was rumoured that it was going to have like some sort of flip mechanic. I don't really know how it was, but it was just described as a flip mechanic. So the in-gag came for a long time that Nintendo Direct, they were going to announce Yoshi's Flipping World, which I thought was brilliant. And then, um, yeah, the tax avoidance thing you know, and the uh, Yoshi's Tongue thing you obviously know. So when you combine them all together, you get the ultimate product, the ultimate life form, and the ultimate sacrifice all in one. Does that sound exciting, Jamie? Yeah. You don't don't sound too infused. Anyway, Jamie, thank you for coming on the show. Is there any final things you'd like to say before I, uh, I stop you from speaking forever? Forever? What? Banish this man to the Shadow Realm, and by that I mean the chill out. You suck. Yeah, I do suck. Uh, you suck harder. Bye. He doesn't suck hard. He uh, he, he gets inhaled by Yoshi. I guess Yoshi doesn't inhale anyone. That's Kirby. That the other one, the the, the green, the the pink one. No, wrong color. Let's move on to the toppy mix. And uh, the first track in the toppy mix. I mean, come on, it's one you've heard on the show before, but it's a classic anyway. Then after that we got a remix, and then after that we got a non-Sega track. <gasps> a non-Sega track! Oh no! Yeah, I know, this. Is, I, I don't really know what's going to happen with the Toppy mix, but um, final one right here. Oof. What could it be? Well, I think it's one which, uh, it's it's an indie game, so hopefully, hopefully no one comes knocking at my door. So, let's get into the Toppy mix right now and kick it off. With the track from Kraken DJ, known as 8 at no, no, it's known as 7 o'clock. Enjoy. The Toppy Mix. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Get out of the...
And with that snazzy music, that can only mean one thing. It's the end of this week's Topical Resort. As always, I've been the Green Viper 8, you, you know me, but what you just heard there was a track from... Um, well, we started off the block, the batch of a track from Cracking DJ, that was 7 o'clock, because as Twinny said on the Twitter, it's always locked at 7 o'clock here at the resort. Every, every time zone, every... anything, it's 7 o'clock always. After that, from Nights into Dream, score attack for the Game Boy Advance, a little mini-game that you could get by transferring over something from... Uh, I don't know... Actually, I do know how it works. So, you, you play Fantasy Star Online in the GameCube, you get to a certain point, you'd hook up your GBA Link cable, and then it would unlock Knights in the Room Score Attack. You transferred it over to your GBA, and if you didn't turn the console off, you could play Knights in the Room Score Attack. There were some other games as well, like Pia Pop, but uh, mainly Knights in the Room Score Attack was... The, the the most interesting of the bunch and I, st I still haven't really properly played it. I, I don't know how to get good at it. I should do that. Yeah, then after that, from Freedom Planet, possibly the final Toppy Mix. Who knows? Anything is still yet to come. But from Freedom Planet, that was the main theme of Freedom Planet. And Brickgamer asked whether I've been playing that on Switch. No, I hadn't, but I really wish I had been now that you pointed it out because... I really enjoyed that game. I bought it back in 2014, just after it came out on PC, and that soundtrack there is actually legit because they gave away the soundtrack. Not gave away, sorry. They um they made it so that you could buy the soundtrack on Steam. So like for DLC, you could buy the soundtrack and then it put it in the common folder, and that's exactly what I did back in the day. That's how I got that soundtrack, and I still have it. I still I don't really listen to it that much because if I'm honest, I like Freedom Planet soundtrack, but there's nothing that's really memorable, like anything I'd go back to listen to on its own, but it all fits the game really well, if that makes sense. Probably doesn't. R Ramblings of a madman, but yeah, you get you get the point. But I, I should get that game for Switch, because as I said, got it back around 2014. And while I did enjoy, enjoy it, I did have to turn down the difficulty, because it was a bit too hard for my liking. Certain parts of the game, just a bit too tough, had to turn it down a bit. And, yeah, it was actually the first game I bought from Steam, now that I think about it, but, uh, back when that first came out, because there was no other way to get it, and I was like, oh boy, it looks like a Sonic game, and actually, no, that wasn't the logic, I think. I remember the logic being, oh, this used to be a Sonic fan game, which it did, and then they made it into a real game, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to buy that with money. And now Freedom Planet's gone on its completely own direction. Freedom Planet 2 looks nothing like the first game, which I, I like. I like they're doing original things, rather than sort of being a bit of a Sonic copycat, but even then... Very loosely a Sonic copycat. I don't know, buy Spark the Electric Jester. I like Freedom Planet, but I think Spark the Electric Jester is a better game. Go and buy it instead, because, oh, that's good. Love that game. And we're in it as well. Radio Sega is, it makes an appearance in Spark the Electric Jester. So, go and buy that one. Anyway, yeah, that's the end of the show. And I'm sure you want to know what's coming up last on the month of the listener, because it is the month of the listener. Uh, it was meant to be four episodes dedicated to your request, but uh, it, it turned out to be three because of personal reasons. So, the final episode of the month of the listener will be dedicated to none other than a person known as <laughs> Tetsuya Mizuguchi, absolute legend. Seriously, you know, you know, you know, I love him, guys. So. He made games such as Res, Space Channel 5, Tetris Effect, Luminaires, um, Sega Rally, some other stuff I can't think of right now. But yeah, he's an awesome developer. I love his stuff. And um, I, 
I really want to do that, but that was requested by JSTAR Max, so... Thank you to JSTAR Max for requesting that one over on the forum. Speaking of which, RadioSE.GF forward slash Topical Resort if you want to request an episode of your own. I should have played that at some point tonight, but I haven't, so... Yeah, uh, it's also probably my duty to actually tell you what's coming up this weekend on Radio Sega Live. Uh, yeah, that's the sort of noise I make when I look at the schedule right now, because... As you know, Hidden Palace was meant to come back last week, but due to work issues, Skyblaze couldn't make it. Due to work issues this week, Skyblaze can't make it. So the Hidden Palace will officially be returning next week, I believe? Also returning sometime this month is Saturday Night Sega, because uh, Gavi told me you do that. Um, I don't know if he still cares. <laughs> he might have to push that back to February. I know you guys are like, the show schedule's a bit sparse, yeah, but... This is not our jobs, this is just something we do on the side, a bit of fun, a bit of a hobby, so... You, you know, you can't expect us to put our rule into it. But we, we put in as physically much as we can, but you gotta you got to understand some weeks it's just not possible for us to put in sort of the full effort that we really want to put in. So, uh, if Hidden Palace doesn't return, uh, it isn't returning this week, but you know, be mindful, keep on the lookout for it next week. Skyblaze said uh, they really wanted to do it for next week, so fingers crossed. And Gavi said he really wants to do it for some time in, sep- uh, in January, but... Uh, just whether schedules work out really so keep an eye on the social media feeds that's what's coming up soon we've got RSN Live of Voice Saturdays at 2am whatever that translates to, to for you that's 2am GMT and yep yeah, get on get on IRC get on Mumble j- join the craziness join the fun then on Sundays we have Sweaty Sundays with Dr. Scottnix that's Sundays at 1pm UK time and that's him and uh, Nalbis slash Jim as well what, what a legend or what, what, what two legends should I say? But yep, yeah, Sweaty Sundays. Hopefully we'll be on this week. It wasn't on last week either. Then that wraps back round to hopefully Radio Sega's Guest Nights. I, I really want to get something done for that. But yeah, if not, uh, I'll be going back to the old tried and true method of no in-between segments and just playing the podcast. But yeah, be sure to tune in for that one, guys. Then Top of Resort, Fridays at 7. We're back rolling round. And we're just around the corner from Sega Mixture returning as well, remember. And we do still have some more stuff coming up. We have some more shows coming back and some new shows, some stuff in the pipeline. So keep being excited because this is just the start of your Radio Sega Live year. It's going to be a good one, guys. Trust me, we've got some great stuff. Anyway, it's time to end off this show now. But first of all, I want to give a huge thank you to James64326, JSTAR Max, Twinny, BritGamer98, Shadow Sluto Croft. Uh, who else? Uh, Veritex, Superbike, who's still not changed his name, it still says Super Sled for some reason. Uh, Electric Boogaloo, Kefki, and anyone else who I've missed if you were in the chat room at some point. I think we also have Professor ba- Bad Vibes or Artificial Barracudas, they're now going by, but Professor ba- Bad Vibes all the way. And some others, so if you were in the chat room at any point tonight, if you were lurking, oh, we got Casey as well, but if you were lurking. If you were uh, shirking, if you were listening to the podcast, let us know. Keep keep sending us uh, those requests, guys, because there's still one more, one more episode of the month. But we, it's not going to stop after this. We're still going to be having plenty more request episodes coming up in the future, so be sure to keep submitting. Anyway, guys, that's it for now. Let's get into one more track from Nights, and specifically Nights Lucid Dreaming, and... Yeah, we've already had a version of this track tonight, but it sounds completely different in my opinion, so it's it's not Dreams Dreams, don't worry, I wouldn't subject you to that. 
from Night's Lucid Dreaming. This is The Night Has Just Begun by Protodome. And yeah, I've been Green Vaporate. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay topical. Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.